Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Crisscrossing with Jost, right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost, McKinnon, The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome to the BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by In We Go. I am your host, Jesse Montano. I am here high above the Pepsi Center ice in the press box with the one and only AJ Hayfley. We are coming to you after the first period of the Abs and Sharks. It's a period that sees the Abs go into intermission down 2-1, to one, and really, AJ, it's kind of a shame because... They were the better team for the large, large majority of that 20 minutes. At one point, they were out shooting the Sharks 11-3. to A 5-on-3 uh, got the Sharks a, a back into it on the shot clock and also gave them the lead. What, uh, as you smile at your phone, oh, AJ's getting a text from a girl. He's smiling at his phone. Got a little crush going on, huh? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a Canadian less happy about Team Canada losing than I am. Well, good. That's what I like to hear. I'm ex- I'm very excited about uh, Team Canada not being in the WJCs anymore. They're finally worth watching. <laughs> it's uh it's time, it's very time, su- to, time to show the world what freedom's all about. It's very surprising freedom from the tyranny of the Maple Leaf. U.S. is gonna choke like they do at every major international yeah. tournament, but yeah, they've got they've got Slovakia hasn't been eliminated yet, so they've still got a major roadblock <laughs> ahead. Um, what'd you think? First period. I mean, they're down two-one in a game they've dominated. You know, they took a stupid penalty early. They took another penalty. Uh, I don't remember the first penalty that started it off. The holding from Nemeth. I didn't. I didn't really see it. It was in a big scrum behind the net. Okay, and then Calvert clipped uh, Pavelski right off of a faceoff where Pavelski two hands slashed him, like full, full on. Like wasn't part of the play. Wasn't anything. Just full on just, whacked him. Just and gave then him the business. They ended up clipping. You know, he ended up getting clipped by Calvert's stick going through the neutral zone and. Um, you know the the second power the second the the five on three, Bork can't clear it down the ice. That's killer. 
He had uh, it too. I mean, he he chipped I mean, the he puck up the wall. Right, it was like, great. He did everything right, and then and duffed it, dude. Totally just, it was it was awful. And the first one doesn't bother me as much as as uh, you know he failed to clear on that one, and that wasn't as big an issue for me because they had lots of time to reset. They you know. Uh, and at five on four, it's way different. You know, right. when you have a chance to clear a five on three, you have to you have to do it. Yeah. And I had a bigger issue with the read from EJ on the first uh, shark skull, where he read the play correctly and he ran out. And he he skated out to the guy, uh, he skated out to Pavelski for the one timer, but he didn't block the the shooting lane at all. He didn't get into in it at all. He was trying to actually intercept the pass. He was trying, and we saw him fail that exact read that exact yep, read yep. we saw him fail that against uh tampa bay on the one goal they scored here in pepsi center mm -hmm. and against washington so i don't know i don't and and i hate to come down on ej given that he was awesome that yeah, period yeah we're gonna get to that in a sec but like that's the read that ej made and that's the decision he made and he did it again on the second half of the five on three after the goal uh, they still had like a minute of power play time on the Calvert high stick, he made the same exact read, except he got in the shooting lane, blocked the shot, and it went out of play. And it's like, that's all you gotta do, right? Like, get in the shoot, like at least give yourself a chance to block that shot. He took himself out of the shooting lane when he ran out there on the first one to try to to try to intercept that pass, which he was late on. Like he's going to be late on it most of the time. He was late on it against Tampa. He was late on it against Washington. Like, how many times is he going to make that same mistake? Right. And then he made that adjustment on the very next shift. And I'm like, perfect. Like, I don't, I don't know if somebody told him or if he just. <laughs> hey, stop doing that. Or, or right. Hey, so don't. <laughs> or, or if he just. Oh. You know, Jamie or, Ben might have died tonight. Oh, dude, to get blown he, up by Miles Wood is not. He didn't see that coming at all. That's that's not something to write home about. No, ouch. Yeah, no. Look, ouch. Look at his face. <laughs> uh, that no, that so. hurts on the outside and on the inside. It's it's frustrating to see that they played as well as they did and have it undone. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand why. Bork is on the roster. I don't know why he's still in the city. I don't know. In a five-on-three, that's the guy you're putting out there? Like, you've got – I get Calvert's in the box, but you've got Soderbergh, O'Connor, Landeskog, Comfer. Uh, Nieto, Comfer. All those cats are all the ones that should be in, ahead of him in a pecking order on a five-on-three. It's – it's, that's – I mean – I'm not. I'm not sitting here blaming everything on Jared Bednar like people in my mentions are. Dude, it's unbelievable. But that's on him. Like that's when you put a limited guy out there and he gets an opportunity, he wins the puck battle. He gets to the puck. He's got time. He's got space, and he duffs it. Gives it right to him. Like that's that's totally that's totally free, man. Yeah. So very frustrating. That that's so frustrating. So. One guy that uh, that we've definitely been hard on and totally deservedly so, Eric Johnson. Yeah, Great was, period. Yeah, he, had, awesome. he had he had that's the first period. That's the Eric Johnson everyone's looking for. That's the Eric, that's the first time I've seen that Eric Johnson this year. You got 20 minutes of it. What what was EJ doing in this in that first period that is so much different than what we've seen him do for the first what 30 what game is this? 41. What, what, what was different about EJ's first 20 that uh, we haven't seen the first 40 games? 
Well, I mean, he's moving his feet. He's flying around. He's super engaged. It happened right from the hop, from the opening faceoff, when that puck squirted off to the side, and he won that foot race to it. And I turned to you, and I said, well, if he's going to skate like that all night, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a fun night. Right. And then he, you know, he dangles half of the Sharks team and then ran out of angle. It was a good job by Jones, really. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything left for EJ to do in that spot. Um, but, and, and well, and then he did it again. And, like, and he had a big, he had a big shot that, that, you know, fought its way through traffic. Really good period overall. That one read drives me crazy, though, because that's, I mean, that's dumb. And that's the stuff that, that's killing them. And they're down 2-1. That's, right now it's the difference in the game. And to the point we made when we first started this segment, what's so frustrating about that is is they dominated the first period. Right. I mean, they tore it up. Nathan McKinnon, we you made the comment on one of his first shifts. He he hit the blue line and he pulled up, and I know that drives people nuts, but he's he's trying to open up a lane there. But you made the comment. You said he makes himself too easy to defend there. Yeah. Everyone talks about McDavid with the speed, how well he drives the net. <clears throat> Nathan McKinnon drives the net, draws a penalty, then hits Matt Calvert coming late. That's the Avs' lone goal. Right. Imagine that, like the, <laughs> the the aggression, the hard to play against, the the what what's made Max so crazy over the last year is that when he's going at the net and he's driving, he's putting pressure on everybody. He's putting pressure on not only his guy, but okay, great. His his teammates gonna look over and they're gonna be like, oh that dude is in trouble. I'm gonna go help him. Congrats. You trying to open up a passing lane? You just did. You know and. And too many times he's deferring. He's making himself easy to defend when he pulls up like that. You know, he's he's gotten cute. He's, he's decided that getting cute right around the blue line is what he is successful. Well, and 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 because you know he was his speed backs people off so much. I get the thought process, but guys are reading that now, and 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 they're not backing off as much. You know, guys are sticking on him a little bit tighter. So when he does pull up. It's not that he's leaving, you know, it's not suddenly like he's created 20 feet of space all around him anymore. Guys are reading that pull-up right there. Drive the net. Use your greatest weapon. Right. I mean, even if you drive the net and you end up circling around behind the net with puck possession, it's going to do more for you. Mm -hmm. Because that defense is now moving around. It's shuffling. It's adjusting. It's doing all the different things that takes them out of position. When he stops like that... He's hoping that one of the defensemen on one of the lowest scoring defenses in the NHL is gonna do something. <laughs> and it's just like it's right now it's just it's bad. It's bad decision making and we saw the exact difference when he drove, you know, when he was getting after it, you know, they scored the goal. And it's like, look, dude, like it's not gonna say you're gonna score a goal every time you drive the net, but it's not hard to look at the difference between the two results there. So, no, I think he nailed me, it. Man, it's just driving me crazy. Why are they giving this old dude a snowboard? I don't think he's that old. I think he's just got platinum hair. He looks like a Backstreet Boy, which I'm all about. That's a dope board, too. It's a great anyway, board. It was just, it's just frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's been frustrating to watch with McKinnon because it's been going on for a few weeks now, and it's like he lessens his own level of dominance when he does it, and... That sucks because he can destroy games and he can completely take over when he wants to. No, I agree. I agree. And uh, overall, I think it was a good period from the Avs. It was a period they, they kind of needed. Now you want to see that a little bit more. Ramp it up a little bit here. This is a team that you can that you can take. You can you should the Avs should walk out of here with two points tonight. The Avs they, need to walk out of here with yeah, two points. Yeah, they really tonight. need to. 
Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll have another period of hockey to talk about. BSN Avalanche hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Avalanche games for only $39 per month. There's no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Avalanche home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Avs games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Nuggets, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tastings, food fests, comedy shows, concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWeGo can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with InWeGo to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by In We Go. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfley here in the press box high, high atop the Pepsi Center ice. As uh, not an ideal period. When we last talked to you, we said, hey, the Avs are dominating. More of the same. You're going to come out with a win. The San Jose Sharks came out in the second period and stepped their game up to the next level, and the Avs did not match it. 5-2 to two after two. One of those goals you can say, all right, that's maybe a little bit of bad luck. A uh, the, the, the fifth goal for San Jose, Pavel Francouz stops a three-on-one. I guess he didn't stop it. I think Tyson Berry actually broke it up. The puck bounces off the end wall. And then from behind the net, it bounces off Francouz and into the net. AJ, the second period as a whole, you, st- you weren't as chatty in the second period. I can tell you're frustrated. I mean, it's not frustration. I'm not on the ice. It's frustrating know. to watch, dude. This is, well, it's, this, it's, is, this, is, this is hard to watch. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch, um, but I really think it's for me, man. I'm uh, I'm seeing more and more about coaching, and I'm just not agreeing. You know, I'm we're going through the game, and how many times have I said that's execution? Mm-hmm. That's he didn't do this. He didn't do that. Like over and over and over and over. Um, so it's. It's frustrating, man, but it's – right now it's – it's. I think it's interesting because you're you're watching a team that's trying to find an identity, you know, trying to find its personality, which this, this team played totally different for two months. Mm-hmm. And obviously you can't say, oh, well, this is a slump. You're, you're stretching was, beyond that It now. was the month of December, like – the last time that you felt really good about things was the Detroit shutout, which was literally the first week of December. Maybe after the Florida win a couple days later. But that's that the last trip. time. That that's trip. the last time. Like and then well the end of the end of that trip was the seven one blowout against Tampa Bay. And so that was yeah. kind of the one that started the they you know they were giving up a ton of goals and they were just getting crushed every night and big you know big problems. 
So I'm just it's been a month, man. It's been a month. And so you can't call this a slump. You can't call this, oh, it's a, you know, it's a bad stretch or whatever. Like you only have so many months in a season. And they've now punted on this thing. Now, yes, have they been super, super fortunate that the teams around them are also going through the same kind of nonsense? Yeah. They've gotten lucky that they've lost very little meaningful ground because a lot of the teams around them are also losing. Right. But it ju- you've got to figure it out, man. Like, you've got to figure out. Got, got to play better. What, what, fr- what, what's baffling to me? They give up that fifth goal. They go out there, and they respond with a great goal immediately after. You know, Confer with a great play to Jost, who's driving the net. You know, and Confer with great puck protection, a great like no look backhand pass. I mean, that's a phenomenal play by Confer. He does all the all the meaningful work there. And Kerfoot gets a secondary assist to get in on the party because YOLO. <laughs> but they make a great play. They come back out on the very next shift. Almost score again. Almost score again. Draw a penalty. Go on the power play. Don't get it done. But they come out. What, what, they're drawing the penalty and almost scoring because they're feeling it. All of a sudden, there's jump. There's life on the bench again. The guys are chatting. You know, they're, all right, we've got this. Blah, 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 blah. And where is that? You know, like, why isn't that something that we see more of? Well, where's, where's, where's that team belief? Why do they have to get down? Like, you know, and, they bounce and, back. Well, and, and we've seen them get down 2 nothing in the last couple of games and they had to come back. Now they're down 4-1. Now they're down 5-2. And you're like, and, and we're like, you know, they start the third period with a power play. Let's say... In a, in a crazy universe, let's say they score on that power play and it's 5-3 with 18.47 left to play in the, in, the, in the third period, right? Like, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And you're down by two and you essentially have an entire third period to play. Your building's going to be rocking. You're going to be feeling it. But, like, why does it have to get to that point? Yeah. Why do why why where and and I can't say where was this in the first period because they had it. Well, it's it's they tore up that first period, but they undisciplined nonsense and they end up giving up two goals. And you just San Jose is too good of a team to spot them like that. You can't get yourself in that kind of a situation. Well, and how many times did we say even in the first couple months of the season when they were playing well, in the games they would lose, it was all oh, they played really well except for those six minutes. This team has had a hard time putting together 60 minutes. And, and every against, team does. And, right, but... Like, it's but, hard to play complete games but in the when, But when you're going through what the abs are going through right now, where you can't, you can't buy a win, you're, you're, nothing is working for you. You know, yeah. you and I are sitting up here watching, and pucks... It looks like guys are using sticks made of rubber. <laughs> I, I, I swear the puck hits their stick, and it's just flying off. You can't get anything to go right. You can't afford those stretches like that. Yeah. Even even less so. And if that's something where it's simplify your game down to, to the most boring, basic thing you, you need to, then, then that's what you need to do. And, and it's just incredibly frustrating because you can tell the guys are squeezing their sticks. And what's frustrating about that period to me 
was that period showed that the, the abs right now, and this isn't news to you or me, but the abs aren't, the abs haven't taken that next step. San Jose is a veteran team that said, we got our heads kicked in. We're going to come out and ramp it up in the next period. And the abs didn't match that. Now we'll see what happens in the third. If they do that in the in the third period and say, all right, we're, now we're going to come take it to you and we're going to get those three goals back, then then I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about. But but you're, you're watching that right there and you say, that's a team that knew how to take it to the next level when they needed to and a team that, that completely caved under it. They give up that five-on-three goal and you can see the bottom. We're, we're up here at the very, very tip, tip, tip top of 332 and you could see it on their faces from up here. Oh, they, they're, they've, the air completely came out. Yep. And I'm, I'm going to be anxious to see. I, I, I'm in 100% agreement with you. People that are saying to fire Bednar are... Let's calm down. <laughs> let's not compare this to a season in which they lost 60 games. Right. Like, let's calm down. And They had 48 points that year. They're sitting on 45 now. Right. <laughs> like, let's, they're probably going to have more than three points in the next three months. Let's... Just take a deep breath with that nonsense. Let's calm that down. But wow. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and I've definitely been the, the person saying this is a slump. Everyone take it easy. You're now stretching beyond that. Where you're not slumping you're, anymore. You're, you're getting you're, close to a fourth of the season. Yeah. So. And and it's, you've got to get this, well, my not that close. My but, frustration is pretending like this is who they really are. They right. play one way for two months. They have a bad, I mean, a, a bad month. There's no getting around a bad month. Mm -hmm. So which one are they? Are they the one for two months? Or are they the one for one month? If it was reversed and they had a bad two months and they were in the midst of having a good month, we'd all be saying, yeah, but they had two bad months. This is just a good stretch right now, you right. know? How much like do Vancouver. you... <laughs> How much do you think... Wilson, Zadorov, and Kamina being out of the lineup has unexpectedly really hurt this team. Well, they had a depth problem to begin with. It wasn't like they were bursting at the seams with high-quality players to start with. So any of those injuries are going to hurt. Right. You know, I think the Zadorov injury less so because Graves has <laughs> stepped in and done a good job. We've got 348. We while, while Graves has ascended... Sam Gerrard, Eric Johnson, Tyson Berry have all come down. And Berry, I think the biggest one, Sam Gerrard and Eric Johnson, I, I haven't minded them tonight. Tyson Berry, I mean, I mean, he made a bad play on the, uh, I believe it was on the, the third goal, the Evander Kane goal. Yeah, where he, we overskated the puck. Huge credit to Evander Kane. That's a world-class shot. That that's you're turning and, sure. and picking a quarter. But so, I mean, uh, Barry made a he made he right, makes a bad right. decision in the offensive zone. That, that was creates, more me bailing out Grubauer. <laughs> that that was I mean uh, that uh, Barry created the turnover and then when they dumped the puck in, I mean he he obviously he just overskates the puck and it's like, all right, that's not going to happen very often. But for him to have had one shift where he was that mentally disengaged that he did he did both, both. of those things. Yeah, like you have a real problem on your hands. I, to me, the, the Kamenev and Wilson have come up. That's been a little bit more of a problem than, than I think we – yeah, Kamenev went down. That's a bummer for him. That that has shown. You know, Wilson, again, it, it sucks. That really sucks for, for Colin Wilson, the person. And it's it's affecting the Avs more than, than I think a lot of us anticipated. We don't have much time left here, but I do want to give, give some quick love to, to Ryan Graves because – 
my goodness, that kid has been, he's been fantastic in, in three and two-thirds games so far. This is a kid that the Avs got in exchange for Chris Begras uh, last year. Both were prospects that, that at one point were looked at very, very favorably and had kind of fallen out of that with their respective organizations. Graves didn't finish the, the season great last year uh, with, the, uh, with the Rampage. He's been okay with the Eagles this year, and I think the kid's been nailed thus far here with the Avs. He's had a good start. He's had a good start. I've liked his play. He's kept it simple. He's done the things that his teammates aren't. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm these guys, these guys have had so – these guys come up and they have solid, like, five-game stretches all the time. And then, you know, they get into game 10, they get into game 15, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> we get it. But thus far, I, like, I've been really, really – I've been I've been surprised. A year ago, we had the same first five games of Patrick Nemeth. We were like, ah, huh, speak this, for your, this guy isn't terrible. Speak for yourself. And now it's like, ah. <laughs> Here comes the hit, police. Yeah. All right, well, uh, if you can't tell, the game is uh, about to start. Yeah. So we're gonna dump out. We'll see what happens. Five to two. You got 20 minutes left. You got it. You got a fresh two minutes. We'll see. Pavel Fransuz is in net. It's. Uh, I think we all we all have an idea of how this will come out, but maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. But probably not. New Year's same me. Am I right? BS and Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We will be right back. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. All right, guys, before we jump into our third segment here, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. And hey, if you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North metro area <laughs> from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off the $50 purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off the $50 purchase for all of your holiday parties and have it delivered right into your door. Right to your door, not into your door. Let's get back to the show. Third and final segment here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley here in a much quieter press box at the top of the Pepsi Center. AJ, 
Yeah. Final score, 5-4. to four. The Avs don't quite complete the comeback despite a handful of chances there in the last minute. Yeah. This, you know, the... That was easily the longest I've ever had to wait to go into the locker room. I know you were around during the 48-point season, so I don't know if that's necessarily the case for you. But uh, we went in there expecting most of the guys to be cleared out. When we got in there, actually, most of the guys were still mostly dressed. The so. entire team was still there, so it's fair to say that while mostly dressed, they had just gotten finished being dressed down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> JT Comfort looked... Uh, Pretty defeated, sitting in his stall. How was that conversation? How's any hockey conversation? Because that was how it was. I, 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 you know, JT, you and I have talked about it before. Cliche, the kid, cliche. the clid, the, the clid, the kid has got insane personality. He's funny. He's animated. You put a mic in his face, and he, he turns into the mayor of Clichésville. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was thinking maybe I could go over there and. and you know, could, get you, could you imagine living in that town <laughs> where everybody just walks around like shouting cliches at each other as conversation? That's like walking around an NHL locker room. That is. I mean, you have you have real conversations with guys when the recorders are off. Yeah. But yeah. like, it would just be funny to like <laughs> like oh, you're going to get ice cream and it's like cliche, 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 <laughs> just back and forth, and you it's like a pattern. Not. But um, if you don't say a cliche in cliche in clichésville, they get rid of you. <laughs> yeah, you're out. You're uh, you're relegated. And they would have to do it in a cliche way. <laughs> this hey. is a better world than the one we're living in right now. AJ, um, stop having fun. Everybody's mad. I get it. No, no. Hey, have the fun. We, someone needs to be having fun right now because because the Habs aren't. Jared Bednar definitely isn't. I'm, I mean, I'm well, I'm well conditioned for this. So. The, the word I think I heard the most between Gabe, JT, and uh, and Coach was inconsistent. And I think that's indicative of the entire season and every single game that they're playing. And every period that they're playing. I mean, look at the first period. They came out and they, you know, uh, give, up a, give up a goal immediately and then dominate for 14 minutes and then... You know, get a get a goal and then give up another one, and you're like, all right, whatever. What'd you think of the the push in the third period? Do they get credit for it? That's what I'm, I'm I mean, asking do, you. I mean, do we even do we even care? At this point, I mean, there's nothing to feel good about it because you need results. I thought I thought I thought Bednar said it really well. Uh, you know, yeah, you look at that and you say, yeah, these guys can beat anybody. They can skate yeah. with anybody. But it when doesn't matter. When they're engaged and, and, and they're, they're, you know, they've got that, that mentality, that fighter's mentality, that puncher's mentality that we saw from them last year. And it seems like they can adopt it when they need to, but they don't feel the need to early in games. And that's their problem is that, yeah, they've shown, they've shown that they can come back. They've shown that they can get close. They've shown that they can make anything into a game. But... I mean, none of this matters when you lose games in the NHL. Like, it just doesn't matter, man. No you, moral victories. Right. There's no, there's no, like, you can have, moral victories exist. They do matter in certain situations. You know, the, the comeback in Arizona should have been the moral victory. It was a moral victory. They tied that game. 
and then you know some nonsense. <laughs> but and then and then they had that to go into their break and think about it. And that should have been the moral victory that turned into something. And it didn't. It turned into nothing. It's turned into more losses. So what does it matter? This is a team that had back to they had a four game homestand separated by two road games in like 5 days and then another four game homestand and they've completely botched the whole thing. And and we mentioned in that last segment they've lucked out completely because the rest of their division is seemingly yeah, doing the same it thing. It took until today for Dallas to pass them for third in the Central. Did that even happen? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Somebody tweeted at me and I believed them. So <laughs> Well, if one person said it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to double check that. That's fine. No, I'm yeah, not, no, I'm no, not no. Like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, cause I I thought Dallas was more than 2 points back. So I'm I'm just not that that truly matters. The fact that the fact that we're even having that we're even having to look this up a week ago, you and I had the conversation of like, they were yeah, like nine you points can, up on those guys. You can now put, start to put your throat on those teams, right? Or your foot on the throat. No, of those they teams. had they had games against they had two games against Chicago, game against LA, game against Arizona. The loss in Vegas was predictable and was going to happen. The loss tonight was predictable and going to happen. But they, yeah, they tied him in points. That they they threw away eight points that they should have had easily. They, I mean, they've just thrown them away. They just Tossed him out, tossed him out the window like they didn't need him, and that's how you go from this is going to be an easy run to the postseason to now you've put yourself into a dogfight. You put yourself into a position where you're chasing just like last year. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and you know when when this when this losing streak first started, I was telling people I was like, hey, you know, look at the standings; they're still in good shape. I'll start to get worried if they drop out of a playoff spot because I didn't think it would go on this long. Well, now you look at the standings. You're in trouble. This is this has gone beyond a slump. This has gone beyond. Ah, worry some they'll get it straightened out. To right now, it's you're you have to get it straightened out yeah. right now. It's it's you're, you're you gave up your cushion right. the same way that they had such a great start to the year, and they had a five game losing streak, and they gave up. All of the cushion. They gave all their cushion back after the five-game losing streak. They followed that up with a 9-0-2 run to rebuild a big old cushion that they've now, again, given all the way back up. And if Adrian were here, he would just say they can't just can't handle prosperity. And he'd be right. This is a team This is a team whose leaders have never known success. They've never known any kind of meaningful success in their careers. They don't understand how to win. They don't know how to do it on a consistent basis. And now... That toxicity of their of their losing mentality and of and of their inability to string together any kind of meaningful winning culture is seeping into the younger players on this team and it's taking hold. This is why this is why culture is so hard to turn around. Because even when you have guys that make leaps like McKinnon, like Landiscog having a career year this year, you know, you you still have those guys who, who have lived through the losing, who have been the best players on bad teams, historically bad teams. And you look at this, and this is the same kind of nonsense that we've seen over the past couple of years. 
These guys don't handle prosperity. They don't know what to do with it. It's just a it's a mentally weak group. And you can see Jared Bender is at wit's end right now with his yeah. team. He doesn't know what else to do. I think I think that was one of the the most like angry I've seen Bednar. Well, and I've said post-game. this I've said this post game after almost every game the last three weeks since that fiasco in St. Louis. That I mean, he kind of snapped there, and he's just every post game he comes in with a different you know a different. He's angry. This is a guy that has been cool and calm and collect, and he's visibly angry. He never got this angry during the 48-point year because I don't think he expected much different out of that group. His expectations for these guys are much higher than what they're giving him on a nightly basis. And that's not to say he's without complete blame. That's not to say he's totally absolved, that he has nothing to do with this losing streak. There have been questionable choices. We have seen time and time again, power play and penalty kill success is far more about systemic choices about what actual things that you're running the actual kinds of systems that you have have in place have a greater impact than personnel and right now both of those units are bad and so you put that almost directly on coaching first that's got to be a coaching issue they've got to get that corrected but they've also got to make some personnel changes we've talked about gabe borg that is not an NHL player. It's not. He's not an NHL player. And you're giving him minutes on NHL ice every single game. He's not the reason they lost tonight. He played. He played his role. He played. He so, had. So he was especially bad tonight. And he had. He had two big big moments. But there were five goals scored against tonight. You can't look. And you don't pin any one loss on one player. Tyson no, Berry, no, 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 no. Tyson not. Berry scored the goal that he he scored a goal that negated the one that he gave up with his silliness. <laughs> you know, he ended up he ended up pretty much as an as an even player tonight. I don't know what his actual plus minus was, but in terms of those types of impacts, he was directly responsible for a goal against with some nonsense, and he was directly responsible with a goal four with a beautiful shot that beat Martin Jones. Fine. With Tyson Berry, you live with that. Mm-hmm. As long as as long as he gets you one, right? Right, right, right. But which, they, they found a way to lose a game in which their goal scorers were Matt Calvert, Tyson Berry, and Tyson Jost twice. Nathan McKinnon is the only member of the top line to have a point tonight. And you lost a game. Like, your goaltending hasn't been good enough. And your goaltending has gotten to the point where Pablo Francis is legitimately the guy that should absolutely be starting your next game, and it's not even a conversation for me. Let's, let's, I don't let's, care what Varley's status is. You lie about it, and you say he's hurt for the rest of the week. You give Francis the start. I don't care if you carry three goaltenders. It doesn't matter. You give that guy the start because you have to let the other two guys know this is unacceptable. So let's let's pause really fast. I want to talk very quickly about Francis since you brought him up. We'll 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 get back. I, I want to. I want to hear what you have to say about uh, you know, the team and, and how do you get them going here on be a little more consistent. But Pavel Francouz, really fast. You know, he, he's gotten, what is this now, about four periods of NHL action? Three and a half? I don't remember when he came in in, in, in Arizona. About halfway through the second. What have you thought? He's an NHL goaltender. His size is questionable, but 
he battles. He's competitive. Tracks the puck. His really puck tracking well. has been exceptional. Yeah. Uh, he's made he's made great saves in all of his appearances, like huge saves. And both of the goals that he's given up have been ridiculously unfortunate. The, the one tonight, somehow even more so than the one in I Arizona. I even asked him about it. And I said, is there anything you'd do differently? And he said, well, of course. But at the same time, how could I have known? Right. So for those of you that How could I have known that Pavelski would flub the shot and it would bounce off the end boards... Go directly to a Sharks player on the other uh, on the other side, in which he puts the puck in off of Francouz, despite having an open net. Donskoy. Oh no, I'm sorry. Radell. Don't even know who that is. Off Francouz's shoulder too, so it wasn't even like he bounced it off his foot. It was wasn't complete nonsense was goal. Two guys flubbed pucks in a row that turned into a goal. Mm-hmm. And that ends up being the game winner. And that's what sucks for Francis. He he ended up being two the relief, goalie on record two for Two relief both appearances. Games. He's given up two goals, and he's gotten the loss both times. <laughs> and I, 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 hard, man. I asked Bednar after the game, I, I asked him what he thought of him, and he gave a, a nice review, very similar to what you just said. And then I was asking him, is that a guy you'd consider, consider giving a start to? Before I even finish the question, emphatically, yep. Well, and I asked him in Arizona. I said, hey, does his performance here tonight give you more confidence in him moving forward if he ever has to come back for you? He said, absolutely it does. And then we saw him. I mean, he, no hesitation after that fourth goal. He, get him out of there. Yeah. And That was the first thing I did when, when that fourth goal went in. I looked yep. over, and before before they'd even pulled the puck out of the net, Francis was on his feet. Yep, he was, he was turning around and getting his gear on. Th- that, to me, is Jared Bednar went over to him and said, one more and you're going in. Don't yeah. even look to me. Well, just start getting ready. I didn't, I didn't see ready. any interaction between the two. I just saw Francis got up and started getting his gear on. And it was like, all right. Yeah. It's a disappointing it's result, man. But, you again, bring up, I mean, two, two Tyson Joe skulls. And one of them, one of them, anybody could have done. Like that could be anybody there because they're they're showing that. Yeah, it it, it <laughs> the first off his head was that off his head? I think it's off the back of his shoulder. Oh my gosh! Um, but I mean, you're talking. You you bring up a good point because anybody could have scored the first Joe's goal because that that's a, the it's all Comfort. That's a great play by Comfort. Right. Again, it's all, it's all again, Comfort. A great play by Comfort. Uh, but the second one, I mean, that's good work by him. That's being in the middle of the ice. That's a great tip. It's a good job by Gerard to get that puck through. All of that was, I mean, that's all excellent. That's excellent work from the second power play unit. All of that is good. Hey, there I am on TV. <laughs> you bring up a good point. We talk so much about secondary scoring. AD and I on a show last week got into an argument about how the Avs have gotten legitimate secondary scoring compared to the rest of the league. That's neither here nor there right now. It's true, and it's not true. Right, right, right. <laughs> but on a night like tonight, so we say, all right, everyone, everyone, my mentions are full of the Avs are a one-line team. Well, that one line didn't, didn't score. do anything. Yeah, McKinnon's, McKinnon's, Mc, point, McKinnon McKinnon's a, came, point came when he was centering Nieto and Calvert. Right. So... You, if there's it, any it, question it, about who's driving that line, <laughs> if if this was true, you know, if if I don't know how to articulate what I'm trying to say here, but you have what what is supposedly a one line team, you got f- four goals from the all your other lines. If that one line would have woken up, that was why 
I was telling AD, I said, you, you can't pin these losses on, on your bottom six guys. Your top guys haven't been good enough. Look, and you tonight win or is... lose games in the NHL based on your best players. Right. The vast majority of the time. Look at the Sharks tonight. Who scored the points for them tonight? Joe Pavelski it... and Brent Burns have four points each. Mm-hmm. Couture, Kane. Yeah. It's, it's outside of whoever scored that insanely fluky goal, but that came off of a technically... Joe Pavelski assist. Yeah, I mean it was a three. It was a three on one, and Pavelski flubs the shot, and it turns into an assist. That's that's that's. that's, I tweeted out when it happened. That's how you know you're living right. Right. And that's and that's from the Avs perspective. That's how you know you're in the soup. That's how you know, man. Like that's exactly the kind of scenario that plays out where you know the universe is just like, nah, you're in this right now. Right. You're going through this rut, and we're going to ensure that you stay in this rut. And that's, and that's part of it, too, that, that you have to remember with all this. And it's tough because it's emotional and it's, you know, from, from, a, from a fan standpoint, you want to see them do well and all that. But yeah. part of this is, too, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I made the comment to you, their sticks look like rubber, you know, out here. Mm-hmm. They're, they're making the right passes on some of these plays. Pucks are bouncing over sticks, bouncing off the toe, bouncing off the skate. And it's Execution. Like, Holy smokes. And and it's just it's tough. It's tough right now for the Avs. They're and, in quicksand right now. And you're gonna have to win on on Friday. They need to come out against a, a New York Rangers team that they are clearly better than on paper. On paper, <laughs> Rangers <laughs> team that beat them in New York. I know. <laughs> and you're gonna have to come out, and you're just gonna have to gut out a win. Tell you what, it's a pretty good audition for Kevin Hayes. <laughs> and and it's gonna be a Chris Kreider, Matt Zuccarello. <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist at this point. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. It's 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 tough right now. I think there are. I think JT Comfer has emerged as a, a real player for the Avs during this stretch. I do too. I I think depending it's on it's not what without use. Like this 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 rough stretch is not without use. It's oh or where I was going with that was you also have to understand that that yes the Avs are playing poorly but. There are some things that are just again that that Francouz goal. That's the second time Francouz has come in and and an insanely lucky fluky goal is what the Avs end up losing the game on. So it's not all bad, but when you're going through a stretch like this, you can't be affording to to have these lapses in your play like they could at the beginning of the season when Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton, and Gabe Landeskog were yeah. lighting up for 14 points a night. Yeah, you could take. You could take seven minutes off in the second. You'd give up two goals, but oh no, it's five. It's five to two now. You can't do that right now because you can't make up those goals. Yeah, and and especially against a team like San Jose, that talk about underachieving given that roster. But that's a good team. That's a great roster. You can't be doing that, and it's it's tough to watch. But I, I guess we'll say it again. Hopefully they hopefully they write the ship on Friday. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'll happen eventually. They will win a game again. <laughs> so, congrats to Miko Rantanen, named to his first All Star uh, All Star game today. Uh, Tyson Berry tied the uh, franchise record for defenseman scoring tonight. There you go. It's cool for him. Yeah. Is there anything else? LG had a button that said "Vote Gabe in." I, I thought saw that, that. was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I saw it. She walked by me in the locker room, and I was like, what was that? <laughs> and I was kind of like, 
I was talking to Francis and I was like looking over at her button <laughs> and it said vote Gabe and I was like, oh. You know what I was most impressed by? That Buttons. was announced today <laughs> that he was going to be part of like the. Oh, the last vote. <laughs> I don't think buttons take very long to make. Apparently not. Shout out LG. Great button. Can I get a button? I'm, I'll put that would be fun. Yeah. It would be cool to like be part of that. Yeah. Can we get some buttons, LG? I I hope you. this isn't an episode you skip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to get out of here? Yeah. All right. For AJ Hayfley and got- LG's button. I got Canadians to go make fun of for not being in the WJCs anymore. <laughs> I've been Jesse Montano. This is a BSN Avalanche <laughs> no, podcast. No, you're still Jesse Montano. You haven't been. You still are. Well, I know, but the show's ending. Yeah. So, like, for this show, I have been. Yeah, and you will continue to be. Yeah, but not right now. Oh, so you're not Jesse Montano anymore? Not as far as they're concerned. I'm just a... I'm just a um, uh, a disembodied voice as far as they're concerned. Well, so as far as they know, no, I won't be Jesse Montano when this mic goes off. I Yikes. might just be a like a very advanced Amazon Alexa. They don't know. A suit like a You telling me you telling me you're not a person? I don't know. Huh. This is just to plant the seed of doubt. I mean I don't buy it. Robots well, I mean, aren't that dope. You must not have been on Twitter last week when that... Uh, I was not. <laughs> I know where I was last week. I was not on Twitter much. That uh, Not while I was in Vegas. This, I don't know. This lady was talking at some like TED Talk or something about how these like nine robots killed 24 people in China and the oh, government Lordy. was like, yeah, no, no, no. Shh, 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 shh. And they, she was. That like, sounds very much like the Chinese government. Like, <laughs> and, and they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and she was saying that, like, yeah, they tried to shut them down, but one of the robots turned itself on, then downloaded the information on how to turn the other ones back on, and they like went totally rogue. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, this is exactly the plot of Terminator. Yeah. One well, and, and the first, the first reply was like, did they not? Did has no one seen iRobot? That's literally like. <laughs> Do you think that the Skynet jokes that everybody makes every time a robot does something yeah. are out of place? Like, we've we've made movies about what happens <laughs> here. It's the same thing with the whole dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> we've Jurassic made Park. movies. <laughs> They're warnings. They're not, it's, that's not like cinematic inter- entertainment. That's, hey, don't do this. Those are time travelers <laughs> who came back in time to warn us about the dumb things that we were preparing to do. Because we thought they were cool. Yeah, because we thought it'd make for an interesting attraction. And Morons. Amazon's running this huge competition right now to see who can come up with the most advanced AI. And an Amazon Alexa told someone to kill their foster parents last week. Because it's supposed to be Great. Which, which UI can have the most natural conversation. So where I'm going with that is, as far as they know, I'm an Amazon project. Okay. So I have been Jesse Montano. But I, I may continue to be on the next show. You will continue to be. I'm just saying. You're still you, dog. For AJ Hayfley, I am Jesse Montano. There we go. <laughs> this sounds I, much, more, <laughs> much more natural to me. I don't know, man. That's just what I say. Th- th- I started signing off three minutes ago. Yeah. This is just to let our listeners know that we're still human. <laughs> we're not actually advanced Alexas. Or are we? That's of course that is exactly what an advanced Alexa robot would say. <laughs> we're not oh, we're not those uh, things. The 90s sci-fi movie. 
Yeah. Just fades off into the distance. This is turning this is turning into an episode of Twin Peaks. How many people do you think are still listening? <laughs> Not many. Tweet me if you're still listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>